Shut up and sit down. Hey, welcome to Microbrewed Sports. I'm your boy Alex here with my boy Pete. What's up? And uh, a lot of shit going on. Yeah, busy uh, busy trade deadline in the NFL today. This is like the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Yeah, it was really exciting. Like, yeah, I would like to see more of that in the future. That is really cool. I love trades. Like, it just brings out like the fantasy GM and everybody. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, what, what can we do? Like, where can we improve? Like, Kelvin Benjamin's getting traded. You know which two... Eagles picked up somebody. I don't know. Yeah. You know uh, which two guys across the league didn't get traded, which I was really looking forward to? Is Calvin Johnson, because he's rumored to come to the Eagles a little bit. That would have yeah. been super fun. Would that have been good, though? Honestly? I think so. Like, you bring in a dude who's hasn't played in over, I don't know, over a year, and you just bring him onto a team that's 7-1, and one and they say, hey, like we're going to just throw you in there. Like, I don't even know if that's good for you guys. I don't know, man. I mean, I, mean, I, got, I realize you take the talent where you can get talent, but yeah. like, I don't know. I got the snap counts pulled up here, and Torrey Smith had 32 snaps. Marcus Johnson had 21 snaps. I feel like there's snaps to be had at receiver that we could use some upgrade. But Sure. Anyways, Josh Gordon, that's the other one I wanted to see if get traded. Selfishly, because mm-hmm. I have him in that dynasty league. But uh, anyway, big trade for the Eagles. Really getting hyped up. Oh, well, let's... All right. Pete's motioning towards his beer. Yeah. I mean, this I is microbrewed. Sorry. JJ settled got down me fully. all excited. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> I have a uh, Magic Hat Mother Lager, which is a limited run, and it's 5% mm. alcohol, which, again, is right up the lager uh, stream here of, like, very drinkable, about 5%. Right. Tasty as hell. I like a lager. It's here for a good time. Yeah. Pete knew what he was doing when he picked these up. Pete lost, by the way. We I both did. went 3-1-1. and one. Great week. Quality week. Quality and week I won, picks. I won the head-to-head between the Sixers and Mavs. Right. Funny fact. The Sixers were two-point favorites, and they only won by two points. So if we actually would have bet the spread, we would have pushed. Yep. Just a little fun fact. But we didn't. <laughs> we agreed. We agreed, because I honestly didn't think you guys would be favored, but I guess... It was in Dallas. It was in Dallas, and I think that has something to do with the fact that Dennis, with Dennis Smith and Seth Curry, but we can we'll we'll touch on basketball later. Yeah, I'm drinking. Uh, going back to the well here, New Belgium. It's again from their Belgian collection. And this week, last week I had the triple. This week I'm having the Abbey, which is a Belgian style double. I'm and waiting for the quintuple. Yeah, I I don't think they make those. <laughs> At least if they do, I haven't heard of it, but that'd be fantastic. Uh, it's a nice seven percent, and New Belgium again is from Fort Collins, Colorado. So. Brewed cold in the Rockies or whatever that <laughs> Coors Light thing is, but yeah, I mean I enjoy myself a good. I like Belgian beer. This is yeah. delicious. Yeah, I'm I gonna mean, enjoy every second. Of I've it. only a few sips into mine, but again, like I said, you're not gonna really hit, hear me bitch about a lager. Right. You find me a lager I can bitch about. All right, Man. that's my mission. All right, all right. So let's hit some football here. Oh, okay. Big trade. Big trade. Not the trade I was expecting. Way out of left field. Me either. I was calling for a left tackle I think, or a right tackle, whatever. I think you and like everybody were. Right. And this is shocking. My stance wasn't even go get that Dwayne Brown guy. Yeah. Who's like at a Pro Bowl level. I was like, whatever. If we want to give it to Vitai and you don't want to give up a bunch of assets, you don't need a lot of cap. I'm fine with that. But let's get another another guy. Like, because what if Vitai or Lane goes down now? 
Yeah, you're thin. I think we picked some schmuck off the practice squad who's our backup for better yeah. now. But, like, so that, you know, whatever. But uh, we trade for Jay Ajayi. We trade a fourth-round pick, which uh, finalizes the Sammy Sleeves trade to Minnesota. <laughs> uh, we've now gotten, because that was a, we got a first and a fourth. So we got right. Derek Barnett, who looks like the real deal, blocked a field goal, had a sack last yeah. week, and uh, Jay Ajayi. So I'm pretty sure it's safe also, to say we won that deal. I don't know if we've touched on this enough. But Derek Barnett got brought into a great situation. He did. In terms of the Eagles' defensive line, because he's not playing, like, every single snap. He's not, like, relied upon that heavily. But, like, it's almost like he's a special pack. Like, I don't know I don't know if it's a special package, but, like, they rotate their, they rotate their line so much that he, all those guys are fresh. So mm-hmm. he's just pinning his ears back. So, I mean, definitely a great situation for him to come into. 66 snaps we had on defense last week. He paid 34 of them. So, yeah. Yeah, right around fifty percent. Yep, that's probably about what you want for most of your defensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean obviously the elite guys, maybe a little bit more. But right, but that's what I'm saying though. Yeah, that good your situation. De- your depth. He's not your, getting double teamed. Right, the depth no. of your defensive line really, I think. Well, and that was one of the him, stories from last week. Let's him grow. Um, but before I jump into last week, I want to yeah. touch more on this trade. Let's, let's do it. Um, so the weird thing is here deciding where Jay Ajayi fits into the team. Um, being that we already have Blunt, they're a little redundant in my yeah. opinion. Um, and, like, taking it away from the Eagles and towards fancy a little bit, I hear people talking, like, oh, Jay Ajayi's fancy value goes up now. And I'm thinking, like, does it? Because I don't know if he's going to get as many touches. No. Um, Might, maybe more touchdown expectancy. Yes. I think because I saw you guys that, would be in the red zone more I think I saw the, the Dolphins. Uh, Eagles have 12 handoffs within the, like, five-yard line yeah. they're in, and the Dolphins have zero this year. So there's that. Also, cool. you guys are in the red zone way more than the Dolphins. Yes, the and we're just going to score a lot more. Um, but the snap count from last week, and I didn't dig into other weeks, but uh, last week's the most relevant because it's the most recent. Um, Blunt had 35 snaps. Clement had 19. Smallwood had 13. And Barner had four, which is one more than the total, so there must have been some play where two guys were uh, on the field. Right. But so trying to figure out where he fits into that, um, I want to say Smallwood is safe with his 13 because I think a lot of that's third down stuff. And I don't think you're going to necessarily see a ton. Now, the one thing I did see, and I don't watch a ton of Dolphins games. Like, I know about as much about J.J. as the normal football fan does. Okay. It's not a Dolphins fan. Um, but I was watching some uh, video breakdowns from Brian Baldinger. Great follow on Twitter because he posted. He does. He's a good follow. Yeah. And uh, he was showing one where, now it was a safety. It wasn't like a linebacker or anything like that. So it was probably a little easier block. But he was saying how uh, the guy came in unblocked and it was a Jay's guy. And, uh, like, how he got down low and, like, used his padding level yeah. and, like, just stuck the guy. And he actually, like, pancaked him. Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious. He might be able to earn more playing time than you think because he might be a little bit better in pass protection. And that's right. something I think you guys have struggled with. It has been. Overall like, Smallwood in particular is bad. Right. I was talking him up earlier because I remember earlier in the season he had one where I was really impressed with, like, on an individual play. But throughout the course of the season since then, like, he, he's well, pass and maybe, and maybe this, suspicious. like, maybe this, um, let your offense get a little more creative. I know you were talking about the receiver snaps and things like that. Well, maybe it lets like a, a Smallwood or a Clement like uh, motion out of the backfield into the slot or something, get matched up on the linebacker more. And maybe they get more creative with two running backs on the field. Yeah, I mean, that, that's And keep a Jai back there to pass. 
you'll be less predictable with you know if you have him back there like obviously he's a threat to run yeah i'm not a big marcus johnson guy those 19 snaps or whatever could probably go away i honestly didn't know who he was yeah (laughs) who the hell is marcus johnson he was he's probably our fifth receiver okay what happened to bryce triggs triggs or whatever he's gone yeah he's a brown i think like who the fuck is marcus johnson (laughs) and why isn't matt collins getting those snaps (laughs) but anyway Uh, i digress yeah (laughs) matt collins he can play a little football um, <laughs> oh, Marcus Johnson, 21 snaps, actually. Yeah. Wow. Nah. Matt Collins only 18. I don't know what's happening there. Um, but I think or Blunt is probably pretty safe with his 35 snaps out of 70. Um, I feel like that's going to go down. I think, if anything, it goes down marginally. Yeah. Um, Barner with his four snaps. I'm a big Barner can go away guy. Like, he can return some kickoffs and punts. I'm fine that's, with that. I think that's the only reason he's not cut. Yeah, it's because he has. To I return. get very frustrated when I see him in the backfield. Yeah. Um, and then I'm a Clement guy, but he's going to take a hit. Yeah. He won't have 19 like of the 70 snaps. He'll probably go down to like 10, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I I don't see where there's like a huge role for him. He needs to end up being like a team guy, like Blunt, where he knows he's going to be on about. Yeah, and while while my comment on the trade in general is in a vacuum, you make the trade every single time. Right. Like, give me give me the guy for the fourth-round pick where you're kind of going for it this year, but you also have him for next year at a really cheap salary because he's under a million dollars. It's kind of it's reminiscent of the Darby trade. Mm-hmm. It's two guys who are young, who have talent, and you have a little bit of control of. I did see that uh, a source somewhere said that the Eagles uh, don't see him necessarily as a long-term thing, I think because of those knees. Yeah. Apparently he's got some bone-on-bone issues. Oh, yeah, he's got some serious um, knee issues. But here's another thing I wanted to point out for this trade. Even if JHI, first of all, they have the best record in the NFL. So they're clearly going for it. They want to win. I think this was, as I said with the pass protection thing, kind of a band-aid on the whole tackle thing, if he can pass protect a little more. Could help. But um, even if it, let's say we have him for one year, and for some reason we cut him or something, right? But he puts in some good work, helps us out in the playoffs, whatever. Let me read you off the uh, fourth-round picks here we've recently had. Donnell Pumphrey. Uh, Jalen Watkins. Matt Barkley. Nice. Brandon Boykin, Casey Matthews, Alex Henry, that clown, uh, Trevard Lindsley, who I don't remember, Keenan Clayton, think these people didn't make the team, Mike Kafka, Clay uh, Harbor. Northwestern yeah, faithful. Mike yeah. Glennon, that guy. Or, I mean, not Mike Glennon, Mike uh, McGloin. Matt McGloin? That says Mike McGloin. I think they, was probably, they typed the wrong name, probably. Yeah. I saw this, but... Uh, Quentin Demps, he played a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah, Max Gene Giles. The, Jason Avant is finally the first one I get to where he did something. Yeah. So I could read on. They had Corell Buckhalter in 2001. He did a little bit of something. Okay. Point is, we don't draft good fourth round guys. So yeah, I mean, that's just that's a that, to me that's like a coincidence that you don't have good fourth round picks. Like, that's, well, that's not the point. But a lot of the, the point though is that across the NFL, I bet you could read a similar list on fourth round uh, picks. I mean, you could also probably find a bunch of quality starters in the fourth round. That's kind of where a lot of teams like the Bengals and the Patriots make their money. I'm, I'm fine with giving up a fourth round right. for listen, someone that's... Listen, yeah. in a vacuum, I'm agreeing with you. This is a trade you should make. My question is, like, how much better does it... Like, how much does it improve you? I guess we'll see with the pass protection stuff. Mm-hmm. It could help you there. And obviously, I mean, Ajayi is a physical runner, and it gives you more depth for like when the weather gets colder and you can't throw the ball as much. And the other thing is, like, so we've had a lot of leads, so it helps yeah. running out leads with fresh right. legs. I'm in not the saying quarter. it's not going to help, but right. I'm just, 
And then I, insurance I, on top of Blunt. Right. I think I'm kind of it was kind of with you. Like I was expecting more depth on the offensive line where you could be thin if with another injury. Yeah. So, oh no. If we get another tackle hurt, we're pretty. So well yeah, I, that's I guess more of where I was thinking of why it was kind of. Not it was as, not very as, surprising. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Just really surprising. Yeah. I, From both ex- sides. Yes. Surprising for the Dolphins, too. Yeah, because the, the, the name out of the Dolphins was that Landry would be the guy who was going. Which I would have also been surprised about, unless they just got a ton of picks or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, the excuses then after the Dolphins started getting slammed like on Twitter and TV and whatnot started pouring out with uh, the knees, and then I guess Gase... He'd fallen out of favor with Gase. I guess they had some verbal altercations. Um, and I know LeGarrette Blunt before has become a cancer with, like, the Steelers when he wasn't getting play- snaps. Yeah. And I guess, let's say that report's true, and Ajayi was becoming a cancer. So, I mean, that's the risk here, too, is if they're going to get all mad. I think winning takes care of a lot of that. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Winning takes care of that. So. And, I mean, you just got your ass kicked 40 to nothing on in, on national TV, the Dolphins did so. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's happy. Yeah. Are I'm sure. I'm sure he's happy where he's at now. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on a, on Jay Ajayi. Overall, Sparknose would be welcome aboard. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think you make that trade every time. Yeah. Definitely. Hundred percent. Hey, time you make that trade. The Jets made a trade too. Yeah. They traded a fifth round pick for a fellow named Richard Robinson. All right. How much do you know about Richard Robinson? Minimal. <laughs> Very little. Well, I can tell you. He's from LSU and he's a second-year player. Uh-huh. Um, apparently this year, he, according to PFF, he's graded out as a terrible corner. Okay. However... They grade out Jalen Mills as a terrible corner, too, and well, I don't think he is. Well, you gotta, you got to remember when they take into consideration every single type of coverage. So, right. like... There's a stat who, a Nathan Janky, a guy I follow on Twitter, I forget it, who he, like what site he works for, but he tweeted out that in the two seasons that um, Robinson has played, he ha- has given up a catch rate of like only 47%, mm-hmm. minimum 80 passes thrown at somebody, which is second best for that kind of stat. So I'm guessing like, and the profile on him is he's a good physical corner, like press corner. Yeah. So like when he's in man coverage, pretty good. Yeah. When they're at, when you're asking him to probably play zone and stuff like that, not so good. Okay. So I think and he's young. He's 22, and he was a he was a fourth round pick two years ago. We gave a fifth round pick for him. I'm all about it. I think it's yeah. I think it's a good. It's just like a good low risk kind of like hey exactly. Here's a guy maybe we can like get in the right scheme, and he takes off for us. And it's another young piece to go with our young secondary. I'm a big fan of it. It's. A Jets team that's playing hard, especially playing hard on defense, like, why not? Well, and something that I'm always a big fan of, which, like, encompasses both this and the Ajayi trade, is I'm always down to trade, like, a mid to late pick for a guy that there's already NFL film on. Yeah. And, like, you have, you know what you're getting. Yeah. With any draft pick, like, I don't care if it's a first-round pick, it's kind of, you're just rolling the dice. Yeah. I mean, better odds, you know, than others, but, like, dude... Fourth round pick for a running back that you've seen, you know, is he's a Pro Bowler last year. Fifth round pick for a corner, how like I mean, I don't know anything about him, but like I'm assuming the Jets did their homework and they're like, hey, I like something about this guy. And well, and a fit. lot of times that those kind of guys like it's a scheme thing, like so yeah. Well, with so, corners, especially a, yeah, corners especially like fucking like, Namdi, right? Like a, a one guy could be awesome, like mm-hmm. Namdi in a in a certain scheme. You bring him to another one, he's trash. Yeah. So I'm. I think that's kind of where they're fitting because the Jets do like to play press. Yeah, they like to press the receivers. So 
And that defense has been good this year. Yeah. Dude, the Jets are shocking the world, honestly, by being 3-5. <laughs> and five. Yeah. They're the most shocking 3-5 and five team of all time. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. That's All right, so let's, let's hyper- recap a little uh, bit of last week. Sure. So the Eagles were at home. I believe they were 13-point favorites. They were 13-point favorites. I took them. You didn't. I did not. They end up winning by a score of 33-7. to 23. Yes. Hey, uh, um, C.J. Beathard, not very good. No, very awful, actually. Not good at all. Uh, yeah, he sucked a fat one. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I think I was banking on him not being absolute trash. Yeah, no, he was, he was pretty <laughs> terrible. He was so bad that they went out and traded for Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> They couldn't do anything. Uh, Wentz, I think he saw some. First of all, I think that Niners defense is underrated. Um, they have a lot of young talent on there. It's probably something that's going to take time to get right. get, get going. But. but I think he saw some growing pains in the whole life without Peters uh, part on the line. And, uh, I mean, Wentz, he had a ball game, but it was nothing really to write home about. 18-32, uh, 211 yards, two touchdowns, and he won really bad pick. But it didn't appear to be his fault. I believe it was Mac Hollins. Uh, or at least they weren't on the same page. Gotcha. Whoever's fault was. He, was, he ended up sitting down on a route, and it looked like once they were right to the guy because they showed on the replay he thought he was going to cut in. Yeah, um, so miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those turnovers, I guess, you're less worried about than, like, just completely misreading a defense and it gets jumped or whatever. So, uh, But either way, Wentz has been pretty good with his ball control this year. Um, some other points that I thought were awesome was Alshon on one of those 50-50 balls. He had a 53-yard touchdown. Yeah. That's what I've been waiting for all year. Right. It's just a jump ball, hey, Alshon, beat your guy. And that one resulted in a 53-yard touchdown. And, I mean, Alshon finally seems like he's coming to life with that kind of thing. That was – it was the Niners, which, again, I said that I think they have an underrated defense. But I just mean that in the sense that, you know, they're 0-8. Their defense isn't – it's not an 0-8 defense, in my opinion. No, probably but, not. Uh, I mean, we'll see how he does this upcoming week against the strong Broncos defense. Yeah, this is by far the probably the best defense you'll have faced, right? Right. Um, and then Jake uh, came back down to earth. He was 2-for-2 two two on field goals, 40-51, and 51, but he was 1-for-3 with extra points. Yeah. Ugh. And then the Eagles won for 2 at one point because of one of those extra points, and they, they're 3-for-3 three three on the year on two-point conversions, which I've been one of those guys – Forever, especially oh, forever meaning since they moved the extra point back to be like, hey, dude, go for two. I would if I was a head coach, I'd be going for two like the majority of the time. But that's just me. And then, uh, like I said, Derek Barnett, big game, blocked a field goal. I believe he had a sack in there. So had a lot of QB pressures. Yeah, it kind of seemed like like the Eagles just took care of business, but like it wasn't. It was just a block game, but yeah, Beathard just sucked that bad. It was just like you you cake. At no point was I worried. To, 23-point win. Exactly. Well, 26-point win. So it was like 33-10. 33-7. Blocked a field goal. 33-10. I'm pretty sure it was 33-7. Uh, 33-10. Was it? I don't know. Either way. All right. Well, yeah, 33-10. Yeah. What am I? All right. I must have blocked I may out, have yeah. teased the Niners up, so I was pretty pissed. Okay. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, uh... It was one of those things, I think it was 3 nothing, like, late in the second quarter. And it was like, I still wasn't worried. In most games, I'd be having a fucking heart attack. Like, why aren't we scoring? We're only up three. Right. Um, but it was just, you know, the Niners aren't very good. Um, and that was pretty much, it was just a dominating kind of game. Uh, we did lose Patrick Robinson in. He's in concussion protocol. Since we're doing this on Tuesday night, I couldn't find an update saying, like, 
Yeah, you won't, good. you won't yeah. find anything out till Thursday or Friday. So that really fucks me with this line here. They're minus eight against the Broncos. Yeah. And I had said a couple ever since Peters got hurt that this would probably be the first game I'd pick against the Eagles, being that Von Miller's there, like Vitae sucks. I don't know, but then I watched Trevor Simeon last night, and yeah. my God, he might be worse than C.J. Beathard. Uh, I don't know, man. Dude, those were clueless interceptions he was yeah, throwing. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I heard he might get benched for... Uh, Lynch. Y'all. No, not even Lynch, because he just got back from that injury. He's Osweiler. Barely been Osweiler. The heist. Jesus. I mean, i got to take the Eagles minus eight if there's a chance we see Brock Osweiler. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> I Can they really let Brock Osweiler start a game? That's what I heard, oh is that God. they might do that. Because I don't think they want Lynch to... Uh, Lynch has gone through two practices so far, I read. Like since coming back from that injury, but you gotta think they're going to Lynch soon. But I just don't think it's this week. Yeah. So what? The Broncos. What's their record? Like three and four. Three and four. And then the other thing is, if Patrick Robinson doesn't play, which is a big loss for me, um, I go back and forth on giving a shit about what PFF has to say. But I know they graded him out as a couple weeks ago as like the second best corner in the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, But Darby has been practicing for two weeks. Ronald Darby. And he hasn't played yet because he's trying to get back into football shape, according to Doug Peterson. Right. I would imagine that that is going to be accelerated if Patrick Robinson can't play. And that you would expect to see at least one of those two. Which makes me less concerned. Um, I don't honestly expect this to be a high-scoring game, which is why eight points is really hard. But I don't think that Trevor Simeon and or Brock Osweiler or even Paxton Lynch is going to do anything against our defense. So even if the Eagles score 17 or 20 points, I still think they cover that. That's really hard to do. If you're only going to score 20 points and cover an 8-point spread, that is hell hard to do. But anyway, man, I, I initially I had this written down as taking the Eagles minus the 8, but I can't, I'm just back and forth in my head because... No, this is the hardest one the Broncos, so far. The Broncos are 3-4. and four. This is basically... Your se- their season, mm-hmm. in my opinion. They are already two and a half back of the division. And Vaughn Miller's already talking smack right after the game. He said he's very confident that they're going to come in and beat us. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, you got, like, the line, the line's banged up, obviously, with Peters out. Uh-huh. This is the best defense you've faced so far. Yeah. And this is like a do-or-die situation for them. And meanwhile, you have a nice padded lead in the division. Yeah. This is hell. <laughs> this is absolute hell because I don't want to take Trevor Simeon to the points, but I think I'm going to. Okay. Yeah. God, I just I ch- I was actually going to take the Eagles, but now I'm not. I'm taking Broncos plus eight. I cross. You just saw me cross it out. Yeah. God damn it. Did I talk you into that? You did. Okay. You talked me into Broncos plus eight. There you go. Fucking you weaseled him. So all right, just a really quick recap on the season. I'm 17, 16, and one. You are. And you remember how you were talking about how bad you would have been if you would be picking, if you hadn't been picking with the Eagles and how good they've been against the yes. spreads. Imagine if I just picked with the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, you, I've picked against the Eagles a the lot. Vast, uh, easily the majority of games. Yeah, I think I've only picked with them like once or twice, twice. maybe. Yeah. Twice. So. And I've yet to pick against the Eagles. I almost did it this week. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm just eight. If it were. They're if it were six s- and two against the if spread. It were under, if it were under a touchdown, I think I would go with the Eagles for sure. But mm-hmm. being that you get that eight points. 
Yeah, I don't love it. This is probably the least confident I've been on yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take the. Yeah, I mean, again, they can continue to like really impress if yeah. they if they take care of business and win this game by that spread. Like, goddamn, that's just. And then they go into the bye, and then they play at Dallas, Zeke-less. Most likely Zeke-less. Yeah, we think. God willing, get that guy out of there. <laughs> Uh, but all right, so I'm gonna go Eagles minus eight, somewhat reluctantly. Yeah, and I'm and I'm going Broncos plus eight, some a lot reluctantly. But <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about the Jets? So the Jets played the Falcons, um, lost twenty five to twenty. I'm just really impressed by this Jets team. They they have a chance to win. <clears throat> They're three and five, and they've lost three in a row. But I, they've had a chance to win every single one of those games. They actually should have won. Beat Miami. That was like a Complete choke. Yeah, they well, should be at, at worst four and four right now. I'll tell you why they should have won this game too. Yeah, they, they gave up a touchdown on third and goal from I think the five or six uh, past us anew, where they managed to get Matt Ryan out of the pocket. Yes, place where Matt Ryan does not want to be. Right. Um, Sanu made that a one hurts. tough grab. Yeah, tough catch. And then you missed two field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did get like the. They lost by five and missed two field goals, but it's not as simple as just saying, like, then they would have won. Because at one point, the Falcons went for two. Right. Because of the way the score was. So yeah. they would have probably kicked an extra point. So you're looking at, like, a tie there. Unless, obviously, like I said, you stopped Sanu on that one play. And then they muffed the freaking punt. Yep. At one point, I believe it was the fourth quarter, right? Yep. And, it, like, on their own 10 or whatever. And they, I think they held the Falcons to a field goal, anyways. They but did. it was like, my God. Yeah, I mean, this team. They played good Listen, other than those thing- parts. But yeah. it's just like, the, it's- that's where they're at. They're. Right. I mean, that's where you can't overcome the talent yeah. deficit. It's those kind of things. Yeah. That that you really hurt. If but you're they, a team like the Jets, you don't muff punts and win. You don't. You have to play. You have to play basically mistake free football. Yeah. To win those games. You know, I've but been impressed just, with those Robbie Anderson. Yes. I mean, listen. I'm impressed overall with this entire Jets team. Mm-hmm. They play hard and they are here. They're trying to win every single game. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. And I'll be damned if they don't give it a hell of an effort. But yeah, I mean, Robbie Anderson the past couple weeks has really come out and shown he can play a little football. He gets, he's definitely, we were talking about this earlier, he, he's kind of taken over our number one receiver because he has the ability to get down the field, make a big play. Um, not, I mean, Jermaine Curse at first was kind of leading us, but he's more of a possession guy. It's like, he's, he's your guy running over the middle, catching your slants, catching your curl routes. You know, getting the eight catches for like seventy-two yards. Mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson's going to stretch stretch the field a little bit and kind of shows he might be something for the future. You know, he's not a, obviously a marquee guy, but I don't think you would hate him as your number two guy no. down the line, well, maybe. And would you believe it that anyone that's been like a long time listener here, long time, this is like our eighth episode, but uh, knows that I drafted Robbie Anderson in the twelfth round yeah. of Dynasty League? Guess what? He started him last week. Congrats, buddy! <laughs> it was nice great. Twenty point week yeah. for you. Oh, By the way, man. this is episode 10. This is episode 10. Cheers. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Hey, yeah. yo, way to go. We made it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, overall, I mean, you can't do anything other than be impressed with the Jets. I was telling people before we went on the air, he won't win because it's not how it works. But if Todd Bowles gets the Jets to, like, 8-8, eight and eight, yeah, you, you almost have to be coach of the year. Cause, well, because the expectation coming into the year, it's like, like 1-15. You beat your win expectation by 6. Yeah. Or 7. I said 2-14 and 14 when right. we picked before the season. Correct. That's a hell of a job, but Doug Peterson is more likely to win it because he might have the best record in the league. Right at this point, that's yeah, how I mean, that works. Listen, we're at the halfway mark. A lot of things, a lot of, a lot of football to play. Right, a lot of football. But to Todd Bowles' job is infinitely harder than than. Uh, oh, for Doug sure. Peterson, I mean, so. we have thirty-eight-year-old Josh McCown. Who? I'll be damned. <laughs> Josh McCown. He's totally baller. Right. Yeah, dude. 
He completed 28 passes, 28 of 33 for 257. Obviously not throwing the ball down the field very much. Yeah. But like 78% completion. I think on the year his completion percentage is over 70%. Yeah. He's top five in the league in quarterback reading. He's he's about to set a career high in touchdowns. Like, what's up, dude? Yeah. 38 years old. You know when he was drafted? 2002, third round, Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. Dude's been around. Yeah. But anyway, this week uh, the Jets play the Bills on Thursday night. So quick week. Against the division team who's playing playing really well. They are. They have the number one defense in the league, I believe. Really? I think in points, not oh, yards. I was going to say, definitely not yards. Yeah. But, yeah, so the the line on that game is Bills are favored by three at the Jets. Mm-hmm. What did you do with this line? So, this one was pretty tough again, but I think the Bills are just a better team. Yeah. And so, I'm going Bills minus three. Uh, they really got shady cooking right they now. They do. I don't know how much you'll see him play, but they just traded for Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, so, I mean, at the very least, you might just have him come in for some fades in the end zone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what kind of familiarity there is because I assume they probably run a close offense to what Carolina runs. They're both kind of run-centric Yeah, with mobile quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Uh, well, and Sean McDermott was a— uh, He was defensive coordinator right. for— He was defensive coordinator, but he was with the Panthers. Right, and it's the GM um, for the— Bills, I think his last name is Bean, was a part of the scout, like part of the front office that drafted Kelvin Benjamin. Right. So, and I would, familiar even there. though we're talking offense versus defense, I would assume McDermott would know some of the terminology. Yeah, I'm sure he does. That the offense would use in Carolina yeah. and have some familiarity, which would help move that along. But, anyways, like I said, I, I just think the Bills, I think they might be a legitimately talented team in a lot of in a lot of ways, defensively running the ball. Um, Whereas the Jets, like we've been talking about every week, is just like we can't believe how much they're overachieving. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little tough losing three points on the road, but that's the direction I decided to go. Yeah, I went with Jets plus three because it's Thursday. It's fucking weird. You never know what to make from Thursday. You Thursdays don't. are like London. You yeah. don't want to bet on them at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I took the points and the Jets who try hard. And we already played the Bills this year and lost – at the Bills, for a game, first game of the year, loss at the Bills. I'm not. We typically split with them. I I realize like they're playing way better this year, so that's not likely. But just give me the points, home right. dog. I like it. That's usually your style. Yep. All right, so we disagree on two early. That's fun. That is fun. Um, you want to go to the bets for the week? Let's do it. All right, I'm uh technically the champ since the Sixers got me the tiebreaker. They did. So I I'm at I worked my way up to sixteen twenty one and three. I had some real bad weeks in a row. You did. I had an 0-5. I had a 1-4. Yeah. So those have put me in this hole. But five games below 500, I'm going to sweep this week, and I'll get right back to 500. Okay. Um, so the first one I'm going to take, both teams here are coming off a bye. So that kind of negates the whole thing, and they're on the road. But I just think the Rams are a lot better team than the Giants. And Janoris Jenkins is suspended for Do one game. Do we know why? I heard it was just some team rule, but I didn't hear exactly okay. why. I saw it was suspended indefinitely, and I was like, I did. I saw no details about why. Yeah, so. I, I I saw indefinitely, and then I heard someone speculate one game. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Rams coming off a bye. I realize the Giants are also coming off a bye, but uh, I'm gonna give the Rams the edge for being the better team there. And then um, what's the line on that? Three and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm not too scared by the three and a half, especially since the Rams are like the highest scoring team in the league, which is still weird to me. But, again, without <laughs> Janoris Jenkins. Helps. Yeah, really helps. So, that's what I'm doing. Going Rams, minus three and a half. 
I think your best bet there is that they get Gurley involved in the pass game. Giants linebackers are really slow. Yeah. So I just think the morale over there just has to be hell too. You got people. He's probably. the second guy being suspended for like just whatever. Yeah, I I thought about that game, but I just didn't want to do the three and a half, and I didn't want to do the team traveling okay. east. But I don't I don't hate it that one. Um. So yeah, my first one is going to be Redskins at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by seven, and I'm going to take the Seahawks minus the seven. Okay. I thought for a second you were saying you're going to take the Redskins. No, I I wish I knew more about their their offensive line at this point in the week, mm-hmm. but. If I, I watched that uh, that game, uh, who was that? Uh, the Eagles game, where they lost all their like all their offensive dudes and, and it didn't look great, like a great outlook. Yeah. For the many weeks, no, like no. I think Trent Williams might like he can play, but he's gonna need surgery at the end of the year. I think on what whatever's ailing him, I think cause he's been told he needs the surgery, but he's just trying to play through. Okay. And at what point are they just gonna shut him down? Yeah, they and like I think he even he started that game against Eagles and came out. So like. They lost a not very great game against the Cowboys last week too. Yeah, I mean, I well, and they the problem was Kirk Cousins is under duress. Yeah, I honestly think Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. I'm a believer that Kirk Cousins is a quality quarterback, and that if you give him ample weapons and a requisite offensive line, you can win a good amount of games with yeah. him. Yeah, and as long as he's throwing a football and not one of those gender reveal things. Yeah, that was rough. Not 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 his best. <laughs> But yeah, so I think the Seahawks kind of have their swagger back. They just got their left a left tackle in Dwayne yeah. Brown. It's in Seattle. Like, give me the seven. Okay, seven's a little. I don't like the number. Large. I don't yeah, like the number, but, but I just don't. I consider that one too. It's more of a play on the de- like the the Redskins are banged up, and it's in Seattle, a tough place to play. <clears throat> yeah. Um, second one here. I'm gonna go Chiefs minus one at the Cowboys. I'm thinking there's gonna be no Zeke, but. Probably not this week. I think there's a if if he were to get it, like uh, I'm so confused st- by the whole. I know thing. it's it's a lot, but I think if he were, I think he's going to be definitely out this week. But okay. he might be able to somehow like not be out the rest of the weeks. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I'm going. I'm rolling with the thought that Zeke doesn't play. Okay. And I think the Chiefs are just the better team to start off with. Um, only one point doesn't scare me. That's almost a pick 'em, and uh, I. That's about it. I just picking think, the better team. Yeah, and I think that I think the Cowboys are going to struggle. I think they're going to be lucky to go like two and four in the six weeks, assuming Zeke's out six okay. weeks here. They got a tough stretch. So I also picked this game, but I went the other way. Interesting. Taking the Cowboys in the points. Only one. Yeah. All right. And here's my kind of my thought. Chiefs coming off a short week. They have a, a two and a half game lead in their division. Uh huh. Kind of look Cowboys at this. Cowboys are playing for their lives. Cowboys are playing. Everybody's gonna. Everybody's gonna be playing the "We don't believe in the Cowboys without Zeke" card. Okay. And you know, I think they're gonna come out. It's a home game. Uh-huh. The, the Chiefs' defense isn't like a threat, in my opinion. I mean, the Raiders torched them. Um, the Broncos, if if Semyon wasn't like completely incompetent, I forget his name, but that second corner has been getting eaten alive by the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah I can't think of his name. Not Marcus either. Peters, right? Not Marcus Peters. And I mean, Eric. Without Eric Berry, they they really. Immediately, their defense took a hit. Right. So I, I'm kind of just playing on that. I think. I do think the Chiefs. I are... think. I think it's a, a square line. <clears throat> I think the public is going to pound the Chiefs. Okay. And I just think the Cowboys are going to be up for this game. It's in their place. They need the win more than the Chiefs do. I think it's an easy letdown game for the Chiefs, where it's like we have a two and a half game lead. Mm-hmm. The Broncos are playing you guys. You probably don't. They, 
you're expected to win that game. Yeah. They'd be three and five. Like, I think this is a. I just think it's a trap for the Chiefs. So okay, going Cowboys plus one. All right. Uh, my last one here, and I would have never expected myself to be doing this coming into the year, but they've really impressed me. Oh, I, can I guess? Yeah, Saints. No. Oh, okay. I've been really down on them. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. And they keep screwing me. Eventually, I'm going to turn it around. Well, you won with them last week, barely. Yeah, just barely. You picked the Bears plus nine. Yes, and, and they lost by eight. Whew. Yeah. Snuck that one. I was happy about that one. Um, this one, though, I'm going Jaguars. Minus five and a half at home versus the Bengals. Oh, that gives me heartburn. <laughs> Oh my God! Blake Bortles is a five and a half point favorite. Right, Whoa. but Andy Dalton is in the Blake Bortles mold, and uh, I mean he's better than that. He is. He, he I is. understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> and the Jaguars' defense has just been awesome. Yeah, and uh, they should be all healthy and ready to go because they're coming off a bye week. And what what really sold me is the combination of off a bye week and at home playing a team that I don't expect to go to the playoffs. Right. Also, they added Marcel Darius. Yes. Who fits that scheme way better. He reunites with Doug Marone. Yep. So yeah. I just Fun I expect the Jaguars. Point. I think the dominoes are lined up here for a Jaguars win. So five and a half doesn't excite me. Yeah, I don't hate it though. But yeah. I don't hate it. The Bengals. Um, and I crossed out uh, Falcons over Panthers. Yeah. What was that spread? One and a half? One and a half. Oh, they're getting one and a half. Yeah. I was like... Phew. And then I was looking over him, and I was like, ah, Jaguars at home coming off a bye against Andy Dalton. I'll take that one. Yeah, I don't hate that pick for you because the surprisingly, like, okay, you're bagging on Andy Dalton, but how do the Bengals score? Like, they they don't really run the ball that great, mm-hmm. and that's where the Jaguars have struggled. And But their pass de- the Jaguars' pass defense is the best in the league. Yeah. They're fantastic. Jalen Ramsey's the real And deal. A.J. Bouye. Yeah. Like, they're, they're really good in pass oh, yeah. defense. So you might be, uh, you might have picked a nice one there. Uh, so yeah, I kind of I don't I don't I kind of like that pick. Yeah, kind of wish you, I I don't know. You wouldn't have. I, isn't that weird saying that though? Blake Bortles. Like, yeah, see, like that's the only like I have to stop. <laughs> I have to stop because you don't hate it, but then you're like, I don't hate it, but then I think, oh fuck, the Jaguars still let Blake Bortles throw right. the ball. But just so. think, all he's doing is handing the ball off to Leonard Fournette. There you go. <sighs> Makes you feel better. No, I don't feel any. I don't feel any kind of good when I see Blake Bortles. Also, Joe Mixon has really left a lot to be desired so far. So, yeah, their whole offense is just not really clicking the way it has in the past. Right. And like I said, I've already made my points. Yep. All right, my last pick is going to be the Bucks at the Saints. Saints are favored by seven. I'm going to take the Saints minus the seven points. Interesting. Yeah. I thought about the Bucks plus seven. I was like, now nah, fuck it. Yeah, it's. I don't like. I don't love the fact that I'm taking um, an in-division team minus a touchdown, but the Saints' defense is a lot better than I think people think. Right. They're average to slightly above average, mm-hmm. and their offense at home is a, is very good. Always has been. And Jameis and the Bucks haven't gotten on the right track at all yet offensively. They're turning the ball over. I don't understand that. They were supposed to be good. Yeah. I really thought they were going to the playoffs before the season started. Mm. They were definitely the hype team. Yeah, I think uh, Hard Knocks has something to do with that. You see him. Yeah, you're right. Like, is Dirk Cutter like is he is he a coach? Does he do stuff? I don't know. <laughs> but it's really just a play that I I don't like the way the Bucks are trending. I think the Saints are a little yeah. bit better than everybody. I mean, they're thinks. trending completely different directions. Yeah, which almost thinks that would be a trap game, but 
Yeah, but I don't think you like get trapped by a division game. Like I think you get up for those games. Like because the Saints, I think the Saints haven't lost the game in the division yet. So I think they're one in the division. Yeah, I mean, as much as I don't even believe what I'm saying is completely, but they might actually be a team the Eagles gotta be concerned with come yeah. playoff time. But so yeah, they're so to recap, I got the the Broncos plus eight, Jets plus three, Seahawks minus seven. Cowboys plus one and Saints minus seven. I got uh, Eagles minus eight, Bills minus three, uh, Rams minus three and a half, Chiefs minus one, and Jags minus five and a half. And again, there's three, three where games, we're going head to head. That's fun. That is fun. Uh, last week we went three to head to head on three games. Somehow both came out three one and one. Yes, because so, we went one one and one in the games. <laughs> yeah, we went up against each other. Uh, so that about does it for football. Uh, there's some other stuff we want to wrap in here. Yeah. Um, Sixers, I've been really impressed to be honest. They're only three and four, right? But personally, I expected a slow start uh, with how young the team is, and you know you got to gel, make that chemistry, and everything. Let me tell you who I am super excited about. Um, TJ McConnell. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that motherfucker went three for three from three. I saw that. That guy, he wouldn't shoot a three. Not only could he not do it, but he wouldn't even try last year, and that. I can tell you right now, he must have locked himself in a gym. That's just kind of fucking guy he is. I love TJ. McCall. I think I, to, to be fair, I think over half the NBA lock themselves in the gyms and has learned to shoot threes. Everybody's shooting threes. Yeah. So that's just the way the league's training. But I mean, you got to do it. So kudos to him. I'm not yeah. taking anything. Well, away. and just in general, I mean, who's a harder worker than TJ McConnell? Oh my god. The guy does not belong in the in the NBA from a skill set, but he just like he will be diving on the floor, playing gritty defense, getting everyone involved. I love him. I love the guy. Yeah. Also, there's a clip of him on uh, the internet going around and him talking about how he loves Chase Utley, So Yeah, Alex can attest the last 30 seconds I've just been looking at my phone because I'm <laughs> bored with this conversation. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, where I was going was uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah. One of two guys in the NBA right now averaging at least 17 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. 7 assists? Well, he's at he's at 7.7. Okay, so not currently. Yeah, but he'll get there. It's he's early. not. He's not getting assists. Yeah, he is. I'll I'll run a poll on Twitter. You okay. guys, you guys can help decide for us. All right. Pete's gonna. I'm gonna literally microwave a beer for Pete, and he can drink that <laughs> when. when hey, yeah, when, when are you gonna drink your warm beer for Aguilar? Yeah, you're right. Okay. I'll do that next one. Okay. Next pod. Uh, a nice Milwaukee's beast. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, you can pick me out a gross one if you want. I'll probably have a real one here to wash it down with. Yeah. Um, but seriously though, like Pete's gonna kill me for this, but. If Ben Simmons, like, develops a real jump shot, you're looking at fucking LeBron James. Like, this guy is awesome. Yell at me if you want. Um, I'm not going to, like, scream at you, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, if he develops a J, like, yeah, that's really quite impressive. Cause and even I think, last game I think he was attempting some confident the elbow mo- jumpers. The mo- okay, that's cute. I mean, everybody can hit a fucking elbow jumper. I can hit an elbow that's- jumper. It's um, a little bit of a development for him. The one thing I will say I'm very impressed with, I did not think he'd be able to score like he can, knowing with teams knowing that he's not going to shoot. Mm-hmm. That's been impressive. I'm anxious. I'm not anxious. I'm eager to see we're seven games in. I'm eager to see what teams are doing by game 20. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be some adjustments here. Because clearly the Sixers have played some of the, some good teams pretty tough, so I'm curious what the what the book on them is going to be and how how they're going to adjust. 
how teams are going to adjust to them and what the counter adjustment is going to be by these rookies and by you know the coaching staff Brett Brown the other encouraging thing is Embiid and Simmons have really shown a lot of chemistry which is awesome right and another stat I saw during watching the one game uh for everyone out here that wants to just ship off faults and like say he sucks uh it was Harden was the guy he was being compared to coming into the league really yeah why it's that makes no sense. Same kind of game, like not super athletic, but like the dribble that gets you into the lane, okay. slow like dad game. I honestly heard more T Mac, but anyway. Okay, I I, I mean, who doesn't like a little T Mac? I love T Mac. Yeah, T Mac. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably the most owned jersey by people that aren't Magic fans. Is like a number one T Mac jersey. Anyways, nice uh, nice. definitely like one you want <laughs> to go to like a random party in college. Like if you're wearing oh. repping a T Mac Magic jersey, like. Right. Yeah. Like people are coming to people, like, Dude, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. I would rock a uh, Magic Shack jersey. Also cool. Yeah. I, you know what I jersey I would love to have? Huh. A Clippers Catino Mobley. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't mean I by the way, I don't mean I would rock it, as in like if I had it. I mean I own the Shaq Magic jersey nice. and I have rocked it. Yeah. Um but just to go back to the LeBron comparison here, I know way early and shit. But his first season he was twenty point nine points. 5.5 rebounds, 5.9 assists. So they're comparable at this moment. Now, to be fair, LeBron was 19 then. His 21 season, he was a much better scorer than well, Simmons also, as he averaged 31. I, let me interject here. 31, 7, and 6. Go on. Let me interject here. The pace of play has also changed in that span. I'm just going to – I'm not I'm not trying yeah. to put down any kind of numbers because no, I've been fair. impressed yeah. because – but you just saw like Russell Westbrook average triple double well, for the first time in what fifty years last year. Yeah, somebody's done it. So like the pace of play is going to increase all those counting stats. You're just, right. Just saying. No, that's, like, that's you, fair. you look at games being played back then. Like if two teams got over a hundred points, that was a big deal. Like the game has definitely sped up, and there's way more scoring. Mm-hmm. I digress. Um, but one of my points, uh, basically my overall point is not that he is LeBron James or he's going to be the king of the NBA, but like they're I think they're similar style players. And they're they're the only guys I can think of. I mean, you got the Greek freak too, but where they're that big and have that level of hand eye coordination and like run the point and yeah, they're I freak mean, they're freak type players. Um, but one of the things about this eight assists that we've been going back and forth about for the last month is uh, like when compared to LeBron, your point was like LeBron has only done that like twice, twice. or whatever. Um, one of my points was LeBron is a much better scorer naturally, I think, mm-hmm. and so I think Simmons. Is going to handle the rock just as much as LeBron would on any team, but but he's not going to look to score. As much. He's not going to look to score as much. He's going to look to pass a little more. It's um, a fair point. He's still not going to do it. All right. Well, he's going to do it. Uh, he's do it. And basically, I've been super excited. Three and four, considering they played the Rockets twice, Celtics, Raptors. Uh, I'm leaving some teams out. We beat the Pistons. Beat the Mavs. Yep. I'm missing someone. But uh, yeah, I think it's very exciting. We play the Hawks tomorrow. That's a W. Um, that most likely home, they're yeah. they're not good. And we have a string of some like not great teams coming up, so I'm pretty excited. Here's what I'll say: I'm expecting the more than 40 wins. Here's what I'll say: it's encouraging. We'll use that word. It's encouraging. I'm encouraged. You should be encouraged. <laughs> That's all. I'm also, saying. I would like to point out that I called either one or two pods ago when Marco Fultz was out for three games. Yeah, that it would be more than three. I said we won't see him till December. And they said, "Well, it is only out indefinitely. We'll reevaluate in three weeks." As of forty-two minutes ago, it was only November first, so we got a little time <laughs> till December. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, 
way more than three games. Yeah, and the other thing, which is funny too, just in the whole Sixers doctors, just like you're not sure if they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's a doctor, and I text her because the the what they were calling it muscle imbalance in okay. his shoulder, and I was like, "Hey, Jamie, uh, what's this mean?" And she was like, "I have no idea." Yeah. They're just making it up. No, <laughs> like, what is muscle imbalance? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like he just needs rest. I yeah. Know. I don't know. It's just some kind of stress from repetitive motion or whatever. So hopefully we see him. Hopefully he turns it around because they really could use, like, the natural scorer from, like, the smaller guy that they really he don't. also use some scoring off the bench. Yes. I don't know if he comes off. If he comes back healthy, though, I don't know that he's coming off the bench he's all year. He's coming off the bench. All year? Majority of the year. I think you start J.J. Well, you can start them both. But what about Rocco? Well, I guess... No, you start Rocco. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Jared Bayless, yeah. Yeah, okay. Jared Bayless. Uh, okay, never mind. Jared Bayless doesn't belong in the starting rotation. Yeah. Excuse me. I mean, he's okay, but... As soon as Fultz establishes himself, yeah. I think he's got to start. He's, yeah, I agree. So, let's talk about the Mavs for like five seconds. Okay. They have the worst record in the NBA. Four, three, two... Um, they're one and seven. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who their one win is against? Not the number one, number one seed in the West, the Grizzlies. <laughs> they've lost to the Hawks. They've lost to the Sixers. So where do you see them the finishing? Because they're going to be in the lottery. Yeah. Top five? Um, I don't know yet because uh, what I wanted to touch on is Dennis Smith has been dealing with uh, knee inflammation. On and there's and absolutely no reason to rush him. Right. And, I mean, like I've said before, I'm okay with them doing like a semi-tank. I like a lot of the guys we have. Mm-hmm. I like Harrison Barnes. I like Dennis Smith. I like Seth Curry. Would love to get more some more talent in there. Yeah. So if, if... I mean, clearly what you have right now isn't quite enough. And he <laughs> left out Nerlens. Yeah, I mean, I like Nerlens, but I don't know what his long... I mean, he's just a one-year deal, so I don't know like what the long-term future of him is. Okay. I can't guarantee he's going to be there. I think they should make it a point to keep him around. I would like to, yeah. but I don't know how it's going to work. Um, but anyway, Dennis Smith has been dealing with knee effusion, a.k.a. knee swelling. Ah. He missed two games. He only played 17 minutes last night. It's clearly affecting him. Yeah, I mean, I think he went like 107 last night. Again, only played 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. Once you know, once he gets healthy and maybe we get Seth. Seth Curry hasn't played yet this year. We'll probably rattle off a couple wins. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. we're definitely a top probably eight or nine lottery team. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean we have we have veterans on the team. At some point we will get start getting some wins against some of the lower quality teams in the league. Yeah, I don't see them honestly as like top five. No, in the lottery, and they could really benefit from the new rules. I don't have the percentages down in front of me, but those back end guys have a better chance of jumping up. Yeah, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean it would be nice to get it. It'd be nice to finish like eighth or ninth and get a top four pick. It'd be oh, fun, but yeah. it is what it is. It's. We, I, I think most Maverick fans really knew what was coming. Like, the best case scenario all season was that you somehow scrap for an eight seed and get your ass kicked in the playoffs. So, like, what's the point? But in the West, like, that would be somewhat realistic in the East for them, but yeah, in the West, probably it's not like, even. Yeah, exactly. I was talking like absolute best case. Yeah, and I wouldn't have. That would be. I would be highly impressed if yeah. they scrapped their way to an eight seed. Not even taking into consideration that they're one to seven right now, but just like. Before the season, I would have, yeah. like, that's a bet your mortgage that they don't scrap to the eighth seed right. in the West. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't expect that, but it was something I think would be your, your ceiling. But, uh, yeah, so it is what it is with the yeah. Mavs. We'll and then the other news is uh, 
Gabe Kapler is the uh, Phillies' new Phillies GM. manager. It'll be interesting. I was telling Pete, uh, it looks like they're really putting an emphasis here on like the analytics and stuff. Yeah, um, I like it. So I guess get ready for like Hoskins batting second, and I don't know. You'll we'll see. Long bullpen games, that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I wouldn't necessarily say long bullpen games in the regular season. Yeah, I don't know. As much as much as that, I'm not a fan of the long like in the postseason. We were saying like these four inning starts, and then you go to your bullpen for the whole thing. I mean, in some cases, I think it makes sense, but yeah. I, it certain teams like the Dodgers with Rich Hill really have over exaggerated it, and right. I think it's hurt them in the long run because their bullpen has looked beat to hell mm-hmm. coming down the stretch here. But hey, they just won night. It's Game Seven tomorrow night, right? So, um, yeah, I mean. My stance with this has always been the same. Like, when I get a... Let's say the Eagles hire a new coach. I develop a strong opinion, and you're going to hear me yelling at the mic a little more than, like, I'm speaking monotonely right now. Right. Uh, my stance with baseball managers is always the same. Like, I, you don't come in like an offensive or defensive guy like you do know, in football and stuff. It's just like, you manage a baseball game. So, you're going to hear me during the season either bitching or saying, like, hey, I like what he did there. So, I don't really know what to think. It's the first time he's been a manager. There's nothing really for me to gauge off of other than... They say he really likes eating healthy and, and analytics. Yeah, that dude is cut. Yeah, he is. He is cut to <laughs> fucking holy shit. Fucking Ike Reese, uh, former Eagles special teams linebacker, uh, tw- quoted a picture of him on Twitter and was like, I'm never taking my shirt off again. Yeah. Yeah, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's got to make you feel like a piece of shit if you're kind of flabby on the team, being an active player and the manager could like bench press your car. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a fun off season for the Phillies. Uh, so we're not quite there yet, but another month, month and a half, and uh, we're gonna start doing some hot stove stuff. So yeah, I mean, the only news coming out of the Yankees is there's apparently 20 to 25 people on the list for our manager. Yeah. So it might be a process to figure out who's gonna be the next manager. And honestly, it's a fucking wild card. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who's gonna be the next manager. No, yeah. It's... I don't have a good read on any single person. I don't yet. think anyone can if the list is twenty or thirty people. Yeah, I mean I think I, I generally think we want somebody young, kinda of like I mean not not exactly Gabe Cavalier, but younger and who thinks analytically. Yeah, like a Chase Ollie, maybe. Boy. <laughs> I don't even I would never want him as my manager, but it would be great again, just to see you writhe in pain. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's. I think that's about covering it. Yeah, I think the uh, hot stove is gonna be a good time. Uh, by the way, just touching on. Uh, I realize this is micro, but we're heading to Game Seven. Who you got? The World Series. So it looks like Darvish Kershaw combo. Yeah. And it looks like Keuchel with maybe a Morton. Okay. I don't know. Give me the home team, the Dodgers. Okay. This is where. I don't know. Kershaw needs to put on his big boy pants. He does. If he doesn't want to be haunted forever by... I know. I'm, real, I'm really... Person. I'm just rooting for Kershaw. Yeah, because anyone without a rooting interest would like to see Kershaw do well. Yeah, because I think he could end up being the best pitcher I've ever watched. Got oh, to regu- watch. regular season-wise, yeah. I mean, you got to include, like, the Clemens and the Pedro, Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez. I hate saying it, but, I mean, Pedro no, Martinez yeah, was is really, really, really good. So, But I think Clayton Kershaw is kind of climbing... Either ahead of him or right with yeah, him in that class. That's not so, even a hard argument to make. You kind of just want to. I just kind of want to see the best pitcher I possibly ever watched get right. one. So right. I, I hope. I really hope they start him. I really hope he comes up big. Yeah, 
an unpopular opinion of mine too is I prefer the the pitchers duel to the thirteen twelve slugfest. We had yeah, I mean day. the thirteen twelve. So it's, I I would like to see like if if Kershaw I realize he's going to be I think it's going to be three days rest or less. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the rest is going to be with him. There's no chance in hell they let him go nine. But I'll tell you what it was if pol- he were to throw like a complete game shutout, I would be so happy. That would be fun. It'll be polarizing to see if. Like it's five innings, he's on three days rest, and he hasn't. He's only like given up two hits, and he's only like sixty pitches. What do they do? Because the book, Dave Dave Roberts, the book would sit for him would be all right. Time to go to the pen. Yeah, he's wearing down. Yeah. Like it's time to do it. Way too quick a hook. This way whole way ahead. Yeah, and that's kind of one of those point times where you kind of just ride with you ride with the one who got you there a little right. more. I don't know, but we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just gonna be uh, disagreeable and say uh, Astros. Fair enough. I don't really know. I don't have a reason why. This this series has been a lot of fun, and they've right. been pretty even, so it's honestly up for grabs. But my heart wants Clayton. close game, Chase Elliott pinch hit in the ninth inning, Jesus walk Christ. off, end the career right there. Drop the mic. He's not gonna, He's not going to be the pinch hitter. But anyway, right. how was your beer? Uh, beer's all right. Uh, like I said, I'm never going to be complaining about a lager. Uh, I had a good time. Definitely something I would recommend. Uh... No, four, four. Yeah, I give it a four. Yeah, I really like mine. I'm gonna give mine a four as well. I gave it. A, I like the one better last week. I gave that a four two five. But this is New Belgium again. One of my top three favorite breweries. So definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed this, and we'll yeah, drink this again. Definitely recommend. Uh, skipped out on the victory this week, but I'm gonna make sure after this Broncos win to drink a victory. That'll be my cold one. I still owe a, a warm one. You can you do. You can pick out the warm one for me if you want. And always, you oh, can because Nelson Aguilar is good. He I said he would not be good, right? And as always, you can follow me on Untapped and Twitter at at Petsky forty one. And uh, I'm gonna be Twitter at a wolf thirty one, Untapped at Alex Wolf thirty one. And most importantly of all, we want you to follow us on uh, Microbrew Sports Pod. So that's uh, it's gonna be at Microbrew Sports, and uh, come argue with us and. Uh, answer some polls. I love putting the polls out there. Polls are great. Yeah. They're well, a lot of fun. One of the best things about Twitter. I got like 59 votes on some polls. Oh, it was about, uh, do we want Calvin, the Eagles trade for Calvin? It was like, 50% was like, hell yes. And then there was, of course. And the other option was, Super Bowl, here we come. And then D was like, no, I enjoy being wrong. Jesus Christ. So that one was a fun poll. I like that one. But uh, I'm going to put one out here about Ben Simmons. How many assists he can average this year? Over, under eight. Under eight. Come on, Sixers fans. Give him a back here. Uh, Until then, man, we'll see you guys next week.